0: One, two, three, let's go! This is the Smartest One in the Room podcast, episode nineteen, How to Build Spiritual Stamina. I'm your host, Olivia Kamick, and this is the Smartest One in the Room podcast. On this podcast, we will learn how to become the smartest ones in the room. It's not about whether you are the most knowledgeable or the most creative. Rather, it's whether or not you choose to see out of both sets of eyes, or if you see the world we live in with a spiritual perspective. Learn with me about how today's topic helps us become the smartest ones in the room. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I know it's been a while, but we've been so busy in our house. So I'm excited and eager to finally be sitting down and recording this episode. We've had job interviews. Connor went hunting for a few days. So I got to be a single mom. Shout out to all the single moms. That is really hard. And we went to Disneyland for a week. So it's just been fun. I feel like I've been to Disneyland so many times recently. My in-laws love Disneyland. So in the last two years, I've been three times, which for me is a lot, but I've grown to go for the magic, which I didn't before. So it's it's becoming, every time we go, it becomes more and more fun. Um, and Cannon is going to turn one tomorrow. So that's exciting. But he has already been to Disneyland twice. But the first time he went, he was like four months old or something like that and just didn't know what was going on. So it was f- more fun to, to see him interact with just the excitement and stuff. He doesn't know who the characters are, are and stuff, but he gets that it's exciting. So he just uses his little pointer finger and ooze at everything he saw. So that was fun to see as a mom. So while we were there we had a three-day park hopper pass. So we really just got to go everywhere all day long. And one night we wanted to go see the fireworks show at Disneyland that starts at like 9.30 p.m. And then right after we had to do a mad dash over to California Adventure to see the World of Color water fountain show. And as we were sprinting over there with thousands of other people, I saw a lot of people along the way bent over with side aches from running so much. And we turned it into a joke, like the people who were bent over too were joking about it. And we were all laughing together. And everyone just was having a great time, regardless of having side aches. But I will say, I did have the thought, wow, I'm so grateful that I'm in shape enough to do all these activities with the people I love. And on the plane ride home from Disneyland, I had a lot of time to think about our experience there and just all the fun memories that we made. And I kept thinking back to that mad dash and how good it felt to be able to be active with Canon and to be able to participate in all of these fun things without my physical body holding me back. So just to preface, this episode is not about physical health, although that is such an important Thing and can be a key takeaway from this episode, but the main thesis of this episode that I want to talk about is stamina. So, as I mentioned, my in laws love Disneyland, and especially my sister in law. She is hardcore and determined and dedicated and a devout Disneyland goer. Like, she takes it so seriously, which is awesome because we rarely have to stand in long lines, we get into the best restaurants. We're pretty much on time for every cool vent. She was cracking me up because every time we would pass a crying kid, she would joke about how when she has her own kids someday, she's going to take them to Arizona in the heat and train with them for three days before going on a Disneyland trip. And she just kept joking about all the things that she's going to make her kids do in this training regimen. Some of the things she's going to make her kids do are practice taking naps in a stroller. Eating on the go, standing for long periods of time in the heat, and having a smile the whole entire time. And as much as we were joking about it and having a fun time with it, she actually taught me a lot about stamina and the importance of it and and the importance of purposeful planning. My sister-in-law is an incredible planner for Disneyland, and honestly, she reaps every benefit by doing so. So on the plane ride home, when I was thinking about just what she taught me and in between the lines of our joking, it made me think a lot about planning and and being purposeful with our planning. Why do we not plan our spirituality? We make specific plans for our Disneyland trips to get the most out of it. We make specific plans for our weight loss journeys and meal plans. We even make plans for watching the latest reality TV show with our friends every single week. And because of all of these plans, we reap a lot of benefits. We have a good time. We strengthen our fun relationships and we hit our health goals. Planning works and we see that over and over again every single day as we practice planning. But how often do we make a plan for a deliberate process to strengthen our spirituality? I think that spiritual stamina is how we will spiritually survive in this world. So today we're going to talk about how to plan our spirituality and build spiritual stamina. So the first thing is to create mini habits. And everything that I'm about to explain is I took away from a book called Mini Habits. I don't actually know who wrote it, but it's an incredible book. So first of all, what is a habit? So in our brains, we have neural pathways and... A habit is just a really strong neural pathway. You don't have to put any thought into it, and it's kind of like muscle memory. So the more time you put into activity X, let's call it, the stronger that neural pathway becomes. The less time you put into activity Y, we'll call it, the weaker that neural pathway becomes, and it can actually eventually deteriorate. So any bad habit that you have means that you just have a really strong neural pathway there. If you want to break that bad habit, you actually have to develop another good habit. Because, as I explained before, the more time and thought you put into that activity or bad habit, even though you're trying to break it, the stronger it becomes. I hope you guys are following me because this was... Like mind blowing to me when I I was reading this and starting to think about the different ways to apply it to my own life. So, let me reiterate that last part again. The more time and energy you put into the activity or bad habit that you're trying to break, even if you're trying to break it, the stronger it becomes, the more present it becomes in your life, and the stronger the temptation becomes because that neural pathway is so thick and strong. So in a way, gone should be the days of breaking bad habits, quote unquote. Instead, I think we need to focus on creating new habits. Again, the more thought and energy we put into a certain activity, the stronger that neural pathway becomes. Your brain doesn't know the difference between what habits you want to break and what habits you want to strengthen. So what does it mean to create mini habits? I'll give you an example. If you have a goal of reading your scriptures every single morning, it's probably going to be really hard to be consistent the first couple of weeks. The reason for this is because you've never been consistent at it in the past. So those neural pathways aren't strong. In fact, they probably are close to non-existent. But after a few weeks... When your alarm sounds in the morning, the connection you make between waking up and reading your scripture will get stronger the more consistent you are. So in a matter of weeks, that neural pathway will be so much stronger than it was when you first started. And when your alarm sounds in the morning one day down the road as you've been consistent, you won't have to put much thought or any thought into your next action because your neural pathway will be doing all of the work for you. So my challenge for you this week is to create one mini habit. This could mean doing a better skincare routine at night or making yourself a protein shake in the morning rather than eating a bowl of cereal or even just the first thought that you think in the morning. I know it you know, kind of might sound silly, but just try it out. The more intentional you are with the energy that you bring to the moment, the more benefits you will reap. I hope you guys are all following me and I'm not going too fast. So the second one is understand the difference between a desire and a devotion. So this next one is going to be kind of gospel by Olivia here. So don't take this as doctrine. But here are the two definitions that Google says of these two things. A desire is a strong feeling of wanting to have something or wishing for something to happen. Devotion is a deep love or loyalty. I think that this is the reason why so many New Year's resolutions fail. Because the person has a desire, but not the devotion. Let me give you another example. After I came home from my mission, I had some weight to lose. So this is what I did. I hit the keto diet hard. Keto diet was like in its prime of buzzwords. Um, I went to the gym twice a day and I drank a gallon of water every day. And I ended up losing quite a bit of weight, honestly. I think I was in the best shape of my life to that point and in great shape for my next track season in college. But to be completely honest with you, I did not like my body. I lost a bunch of weight. I was probably, again, like I said, the skinniest that I had ever been to that point. And I had really good healthy habits. So why wasn't I happy? I was was unhappy that I was unhappy. I just, it didn't make sense to me. So my next mission was to set out to find that answer. So what I've learned in the last two years is that loving your body is a skill, not a destination. And don't take this like loving your body is to be content and to be able to deal with it no matter your shape or size. I think a huge part of loving your body is learning how to take care of it and learning why to take care of it. This is where the difference between desire and devotion comes in. The difference between a desire to take care of your body and love your body and the devotion to take care of your body and love your body is the connection between the physical results and the mental results. So hang in with me, I'm going to explain this. Since we're on the topic, if you're on a weight loss journey, let's just use that as an example, or some sort of health and wellness journey, ask yourself, why? Is it because you want to be satisfied with the number on the scale? Or is it because you want to feel good in your clothes? Is it because you constantly have negative thoughts circling your mind? Or is it because you want to change the thoughts that you have about yourself? Is it because you want to lose weight because that's just what you should do? Or do you want to have more control over your physical capabilities to be able to spend time, more active time with your kids? I think it's pretty easy to discern between which why is backed up by desire versus devotion. Again, the definition of devotion is a deep love or loyalty. When your why is because you have a deep love or loyalty for yourself and to yourself or God, the connection between your physical results and your mental results becomes strengthened by divinity. After all, we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. Okay, number three is be present. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Bob Goff. He is a Christian author, and I think I've mentioned a few things about him in previous episodes, but I love him. he I've never met him, but just I love his writing and how he speaks. He's so positive and uplifting. Mm-hmm. And he says this in his book. The book is called Love Does. Quote, the world can make you think that love can be picked up at a garage sale or enveloped in a Hallmark card. But the kind of love that God creates and demonstrates is a costly one because it involves sacrifice and presence, End quote. And then he goes on to say this, The brand of love that Jesus offers is more about presence than undertaking a project. So I think that often we pray for spiritual experiences or miracles to happen later in the day or tomorrow. But what about what's happening right now? Recently, I've tried to implement this question to my prayers. What do you want me to learn from this experience? Whether it's a good experience or a bad experience. I think, honestly, we can learn the most and be the most optimistic when we ask God what we can learn from our good experiences. So going back to Disneyland. While we were in Disneyland, we were in line for the Little Mermaid ride. And Cannon was pointing with his little, cute little pointer finger at everything and just gasping because he thought everything was so exciting. That was so fun and fulfilling for me. And I just felt so fulfilled just being there and experiencing my little child's mind develop. And and he's creating his own experiences and memories. And while we were standing in line, I just thought to Heavenly Father, what do you want me to learn from this experience? And I instantly, like I didn't even finish my sentence, and I instantly felt inspired by the word presence. So when I got home, I kind of kept thinking about this word, and I was just curious, why, 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 why presence? And I read a quote from a BYU speech that said, remember, the present is the time when we have the freedom and actuality. Use that freedom to create a fulfilling life now instead of basing your happiness on something that has not happened yet. The time is now. Our ability to be present now is the tool that will determine what the future holds for us because the mindset that we approach this very moment with is likely going to be the same mindset that we have in five years from now or 10 years from now or tomorrow and learning how to be present right now ensures happiness and gratitude for the future. So let's go back and sum everything back up. Create a mini habit, and I would love to hear what you guys experience in the up in the next couple of weeks by implementing your mini habit. I would love to connect with you and create more of a daily dialogue with you guys. Make sure your why whatever goal you have, whatever your mindset is, is because you have a deep love and loyalty to yourself and to God. And be present. A lot of times, unfortunately, we wish away what we're going to miss tomorrow. Thank you guys for listening. I have loved interacting with you guys on social media. People who have come on the podcast, I feel so grateful and I hope you guys know that I pray for all of the followers that I can know exactly what to talk about and what topics to cover if you guys have any suggestions again I know I say this but dm me on my instagram at smartest one podcast I love you all and I hope you have a very beautiful and purposeful week